This is a podcast from Rover. All right, welcome back into the programme. Well, the ABC News has confirmed the highly infectious foot and mouth disease is still spreading in Bali, despite authorities claiming the island has been free of it for months. Now, the country's under pressure, of course, to reach zero cases of foot and mouth disease before it hosts the G20 Leaders Summit in November. ABC Australia Indonesia correspondent Anne Barker investigated this particular issue, and she joins us now. Lovely to have you on the show. Hi, Dominique. Set the scene for us a little bit. Uh, obviously, this was a concern a few months ago. The authorities said that uh, it was largely under control. However, you found something different. Well, yeah. I mean, a few months ago, as you say, it was clear that it had got to Bali, for a foot and mouth disease had got to Bali, which meant that the risk of it spreading into Australia was suddenly astronomically higher because of the number of Australian tourists who go to Bali and the risk of bringing it back on their shoes or their clothing. And there are a lot of cattle that are actually in touristy areas in Bali. But and we know that this is one of the most you know contagious diseases in the world for either humans or cattle. So uh, suddenly we were seeing on a daily website where the figures are meant to be updated every day for every province in Indonesia that there just were no cases in Bali. And we would ring the authorities in Bali and they'd say, no, we've got zero cases. And actually, after doing a bit of research, we realised that it was absolutely still spreading in Bali. Although, because most farmers in Bali only have typically one or two cattle or very small family farms, it's not easy to kind of ring a major farm and ask, have you got any, you know, foot and mouth disease? You literally have to go out there and find them. And we had, we did hire a stringer who could go around and literally go to the provinces where it had been the biggest problem. And and sure enough, he found there were many cases, you know, of one cow here or one cow there and some farms that had fewer than that. So, you know, we went back to the authorities and they actually tried to deny that it was foot and mouth disease. They tried to deny that they had any cases at all and said every time there have been cases, we've managed to uh, eradicate them or we've, you know, dealt with it. We haven't had a proper case in Bali since early August. But after doing a little bit more digging, we discovered that uh, a senior minister in the Indonesian government in Jakarta had given instructions to Bali that they must achieve zero cases in the lead-up to the G20 summit. Mm. And it does seem very clear that they were trying to keep a lid on any cases uh, as they were appearing. So that appears to be the nub of the issue then. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because when we looked through some of the media, I mean, we were getting mixed messages, you know. If we looked at the Balinese media, sort of in Bahasa Indonesia, in the the Indonesian language, we could see that there'd been 62 cattle that were slaughtered in early September. This is a full month after Bali was saying they'd had their last case of foot and mouth disease. And when we spoke to authorities in that region of Denpasar, they confirmed that, yes, it was because of foot and mouth disease. So, you know, it was almost like uh, one authority is not talking to the other and it was very hard to get a handle on it. But at the end of it all, we established that, yes, there absolutely is still foot and mouth disease there. I've spoken to an Australian vet who kind of lives, uh, semi-lives in, in Bali, alternates between Bali and Australia, and he confirmed that, you know, this is one of the most contagious diseases. There's no possibility that they could have eradicated it from Bali. Uh, so it's absolutely still out there. It's just a case of why they're not uh, revealing this. And if you look at the Daily website again, even today, there's still no update from, you know, two, three months ago now, suggesting that Bali only ever had 556 cases of foot and mouth disease, which we just know is not the case. So I think it's very much about the, the, the G20 summit and trying to present Bali as being free of the disease.
Yeah, it would appear that that is the case, uh, certainly as um, as you've outlined it there. So what are farmers uh, saying on the ground? I mean, it's very different, as you've alluded to, farming operations that we would see in New Zealand and Australia compared to, um, you know, these sort of one or two cattle uh, operations. But, um, you know, is, is cost a major barrier for identifying and treating the disease or, uh, you know, I mean, how, how does it actually work on the ground over there when you're dealing with such a, um, you know, with these smaller operations? Yeah, sure. I mean, so, so with some of the farmers that we met in Jembrana province, which is sort of northwest of Zempasar, it's well away from touristy areas, uh, they were saying that it is expensive to bring a vet when they have cattle that are sick. You know, it was uh, it was equivalent to five Australian dollars per cow or per head, per head of cattle, which might not sound very much to you and me, but it is a lot to a, a typical Balinese farmer. Mm. And if they have, you know, three or four or five cattle... Uh, then yes, they would rather just treat the cattle themselves and try and have them recover. So therefore, they don't get reported, um, and that then doesn't filter down to the authorities in Denpasar. So that's a big part of the problem. Um, and you know, at the same time, the vaccination rate in Bali is increasing. So some of the areas around Denpasar and further south, where a lot of the tourist areas are, they are getting vaccinated very quickly. A lot of the vaccines that Australia supplied, one million vaccines that Australia was uh, sending to Bali, uh, to Indonesia, a lot of them actually have gone to Bali. Bali has been an area of priority. So, you know, the last time I looked, it was somewhere uh, maybe, well, possibly, uh, I can't remember the exact figure, but quite a lot of the cattle in Bali have had one dose at least. Some of them are, are probably now having two. And so I think you could safely say that the threat has spread to Australia simply because of the vaccination rate going up, particularly in touristy areas, is much, much lower than it was. Which is uh, good to hear, considering, of course, you know the um, the close proximity and uh, the the border reopenings as well in New Zealand and Australia, and uh, the tourism factor and all that sort of thing. Because there was a time there a few months ago where it was pretty much high alert for the agriculture sectors in both uh, New Zealand and Australia. It was. And I mean, look, that's not to diminish the risk that could come from other parts of Indonesia. I'm really only talking about Bali there. Sure. When you look at the that daily website again, you can see that the areas further east from Bali, you know, Lombok and, and east uh, Nusa Tenggara, as it's called, Sumba, Sumbawa, they are now red zones. And, you know, there are plenty of Australians who travel to Java, which is also a red zone largely. Um, so, you know, there are still a lot of areas that have foot and mouth disease that's spreading continuing to spread and it, it will remain in those areas probably indefinitely you know it may if it probably will get to a point where indonesia has the disease in an endemic way and that it has to be managed and can no longer be eradicated unless you did undertake mass culling which is not is not something that they're contemplating at all so there will be that risk still from other areas, um, but Bali was the, the one that they were most fearful of in Australia. So with the G20, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, this is one of the, the big things that the world will turn its attention to uh, very shortly. It's going to be interesting to see uh, who, who turns up and, uh, and, and, you know, exactly how vociferously these things are discussed. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, there's still a bit of, you know, confusion and, and perhaps there will be right to the last minute as to whether Vladimir Putin himself will come. You know, previously it was announced that he was, then it was announced that he hadn't made up his mind. And obviously with the way that the war is going in Ukraine, it's hard to imagine that he could come to Bali for it. But mm. it's still on the cards as a possibility. But certain, certainly other leaders, you know, the new Prime Minister of Britain, uh, Joe Biden, is expected to be there. Australia's Prime Minister, of course, is going. 
So there will be uh, a lot of world leaders there. And, and I think, you know, the war in Ukraine and, and the general economic situation around the world in the wake of that war and sort of post-pandemic will be pretty much the, the two big uh, issues on the agenda. Well, uh, Anne Barker, thank you so much for your time. ABC Australia, Indonesia correspondent. Appreciate your thoughts and your insight. Thanks very much.